Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So let's get busy here. Remember the last time we were together, we was talking about Abraham and how he had become fully persuaded. And what I've come to discover is that there are so many things that we would forfeit in this life if we never come to a place where we are fully persuaded in the things of Almighty God. Can somebody say amen? So I I shared, I believe it was Sunday, where I was talking about where I was and where I am today. And I got here to where I am today through knowledge, uh, through cultivating over a period of time, cultivating my confidence in that whatever God has promised that he was fully uh, able to bring it to pass. Let's go to Romans again, chapter four. Romans chapter four, cultivating confidence in God. Let's look at verse number 21. We've looked at it several times, but let's look at it again for this, uh, this booster shot service. You're in verse number 21. It says, and being fully convinced, or some of your translation says persuaded, and being fully convinced or fully persuaded that he who had promised he was also able to perform. Well, this is well and good, but I want you to know tonight, because I don't want you to be discouraged, because we all are on different levels. We're all on different different locations on the pathway to faith and, 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 and building our faith and increasing our faith. But I want you to know tonight, Paul talking about Abraham in Romans chapter four, he's talking about Abraham after Abraham had gone through the process. And once he has gone through the process, he was what? Fully convinced or fully persuaded. So we see now in Romans chapter four, it is a reflection. Romans chapter four is a reflection of Abraham after he had gone through a process. And after he had gone through a process, notice in Romans 4:21, he came to a place where there was no more doubt in him. All the doubt had been removed. All the doubt, all of the second guessing, yes, all of the wavering had been removed out of Abraham and he had come to a place where now he was fully persuaded. And so that's my question to myself and to the viewing audience. Are you fully persuaded that what God said, he is well able to bring it to pass? Oh, Jesus. Now let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter four, because if you're not, if you've not uh, come to a place in your heart where you have, properly cultivated your heart to be fully persuaded in God, you will always yield to pressure when you're not fully convinced in God, when you're not fully persuaded about what God has said to you, you will always have the tendency or the propensity to yield to pressure and compromise. Ooh, Jesus. You and I, we will only obey God, obey, we will only obey God 
to the degree that we are convinced that what he said, he's well able to bring to pass. So I will, and you will disobey, unwilling to hold the course because you're not fully convinced. And if you don't get this confidence right, I want to say it again. If you and I, if we don't get this confidence, if we don't get this fully persuasion right, then you and I, we will never be able to reach the place where we're supposed to be. And here's another thing. If you don't become fully, con- uh, fully convinced or fully persuaded that what God said to you, he is well able to bring it to pass. If you're not fully persuaded, then you rob yourself of the ability to enjoy the journey. Oh, my. All the things that you will be able to see and enjoy along the way, you will miss it because you're still double-minded and you're not fully persuaded in your heart. Can somebody say amen to this truth? So Abraham reached a point of being fully convinced. Listen to this. Before he saw anything. Are you listening to me? Abraham became fully convinced. Fully persuaded before he saw anything. You got to get this because you and I, we have to come to a place where we are fully persuaded that what God said to us, what God said we will do and what God said where we would go and what God said we would accomplish in this life. We have to become fully persuaded before we see it. Could God have mercy. So he reached a place, Abraham, he reached a place of unwavering before the promise ever manifest. I want to say it again. Abraham reached a place of unwavering before he ever saw the promise manifest. He reached a place where he was no longer concerned about circumstances. Abraham got to a place where lying circumstances didn't move him anymore. Good God of mercy. Abraham got to a place that even though Sarah had a womb that was too old and was dead, he still believed God. Amen. In this process of getting to a place where he was fully persuaded, he got to a place without seeing any change in Sarah's life. Any change in his life, he got to a place where he was no longer moved by negative circumstances, lying circumstances that were around him. He made what God said more important to him than lying suggestions. Ooh, Jesus, preach boy. So you and I, before we ever see anything change, if we're going to experience what Abraham have experienced, you have to get to a place where you know that you know that you know that you, no matter what the naysayers are saying, no matter what it looked like, no matter how much time has passed, you have reached a place that you know, that you know, can nobody talk you out of, it's too late. Why? Because you know, that you know, that what God has promised you, he is surely going to bring it to pass. Oh my. 
In Numbers, it talks about that God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he's well able to bring it to pass. And that person who had become discouraged and despondent over something God has promised and a lot of time has transpired and you haven't seen the manifestation, I'm telling you, before you see the manifestation, you and I, we're going to have to get to a place that in spite of how it looks on the outside, we still believe God. I'm fully persuaded that in the midst of it looking like it'll never come to pass, I'm fully persuaded that it shall come to pass because God said it. Oh, Jesus. At this point, you're no longer disturbed of things going on around you. And hear this. When you become fully persuaded, then you release yourself from the devil and his ability to agitate you and to manipulate you about something God said. Who am I? In other words, when you become fully persuaded about what God has told you, it renders the devil powerless in his suggestions trying to deny in your soul what God has told you. Oh my. Let's, let's, go, let's look at this. Go back to Proverbs chapter 4. I told you to go there and I don't think we really dealt with it. But Proverbs chapter 4, when you become fully persuaded, you take leverage away from the devil to manipulate you and try to get you to doubt what God has spoken unto you in the midnight hour. Look at this, verse 23. Look what it says, Proverbs 4, 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it springs the issues of life. You have to guard your heart. How do you guard? You have to become fully persuaded over the word of God. You have to become fully persuaded, not, not just the logos, but the rhema word, the word that God has spoken to your life, the things that God has said to you personally about your life and about your family and about what he's called you to do. You, you, have, to, you have to guard that. And how you guard it, you have to become what? Fully, fully persuaded. Well, question, preacher, how do you arrive to a place when you're fully persuaded, how do you arrive to a place when you're fully persuaded? I'm, I'm so glad you asked. Let's go to Psalms uh, chapter number one. Psalms chapter number one. How, how do, come on, say that. Pre, say, pastor, preacher, whatever I am to you, sir. You know, how do I become fully persuaded? Now, now, hear this again. If you're not fully persuaded, You'll always be tempted to compromise on what God said. As a matter of fact, it will be very difficult for any of us to faithfully obey God when we're not fully convinced about what he said. Oh, Jesus. You see, the reason Eve ate of the tree is because she was not fully convinced. Ooh, Jesus, that her husband had heard from God. And in that space of her heart where she was doubting and wavering, Satan filled that space and got her to do something that God told her not to do. Now, we're not throwing stones at Eve. And the reason we won't throw stones at her is because we all have bitten of things we shouldn't have bitten of. We all have grabbed a hold of some things that God told us to leave alone. 
In other words, I'm saying we all have done things that we knew we shouldn't have done, but we have somehow allowed the enemy to convince us that we could do it and get away with it. Or God didn't necessarily mean exactly what we thought he said, and the devil talked us out of it. And then we found, us, we found ourselves in a place where God didn't ordain for us to be. So in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, notice uh, uh, of the, one of the smartest men ever walked the planet, Brother Solomon, he said, he said, above all else, guard your heart. Why? Because your, your life is going to be an extension of what is in your heart. In other words, whatever you allow to get in your heart is going to have expression in your life. Is that, is that good? And so, so now the question becomes, preacher, okay, I realize that I can't faithfully obey God until I'm fully convinced. I'll have the tendency to compromise. And I'm talking to somebody tonight who was walking faithfully with God, and now tonight you are finding yourself in a compromising position or situation. And this word is being released to you, not because God is mad at you, but because he's loved you. He loves you, and he's sending you a line of rescue to bring you back into that place where you know you should have never left. Are you in Psalms chapter number one? Let's, let's look at this together. Let, let me get there with you. Psalms number one. Look at verse one. Look what it says. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates. How often? I said, how often? He meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the word of God. Planted by the rivers of waters. That's the word of God. He shall be like a what? Like a tree planted by the word of God. That's how we get planted. That's how we get to a place where we have confidence, unwavering confidence. We get planted. We, how do we get planted? We get planted by meditating on the word of God day and night, night and day. Hearing the word, speaking the word, looking at the word, meditating the word. As a result of that, that word, the word of God will plant us by the rivers Amen. Amen. That flows with life and refreshing and that life and that refreshing comes from the river of the word of God. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody's getting blessed. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruit in its season. Who so who who so his leaf also shall not wither whose leaf also shall not wither. And look at this. Look what, look what happens to this person who's convinced. Look at what happens in the life of this person who doesn't waver. 
Look at what look what God promised to the man and woman of God who have reached a place in in God, who have reached a place in the word of God, that there is no more room in them for doubt and uncertainty. God said that man, that woman, whatever they put their hands to, glory to God. What did he say? It'll prosper. And whatsoever Steve does shall prosper. You can put your name in there. Now, in, in Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3, this is a snapshot of this cultivating process. Verses 1 through 3 is a snapshot of this cultivating process. Because you ask, you say, well, okay, preacher, uh, um, uh, how do, what is the process? How do I get to a place where I have total and complete confidence in God? This verses right here is just a snapshot of the process. If you look at it close, you'll see that this is the practice. The man that is blessed. Look at this. This is this is the person. This is the man who will walk in the blessings of God. This is the practice of the blessed man. This is not only the verse one through three. This is the practice of the blessed man. Somebody shout I'm blessed. Yeah, but it's more than just you saying I'm blessed. It's a process. And this is the process for the blessed man. This is the process for the man of power. This is the process for the man of preeminence. PPP, practice, power, preeminence. That means I'm, I'm unmovable. I'm unshakable. And I'm all powerful because greater is he that is in me than these lying things that are around me. Glory to God. And I can walk boldly. Why? Because I, I only practice those things that are pleasing in his sight. I don't waver to the right nor to the left, but I'm steady. I'm, I'm reliable. I'm, I'm, I'm faithful. Good God of mercy. I'm committed to the word of almighty God. Is this blessing anybody at all? I said, is this blessing anybody at all? So how do you develop this confidence? Blessed is the man. So if blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, in other words, this man does not govern his life based upon world's opinion. This man does not, or woman, does not govern their lives based upon what, what the world and ungodly people suggest we ought to do. They don't, this man, this woman, does not govern or pattern their lives after the world's way. But this person patterns and governs and walk in a way according to the word of God. Well, let's look at it again. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners. Well, if blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, then cursed is the man who walks under the counsel of the ungodly. Ooh, Jesus. Nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. In other words, they come out from amongst those who are not doing right, whose golden aim is not to do those things that are pleasing to God. They don't compromise. There's a lot of compromising going on now. For the sake of not offending anybody, 
for the sake of wanting to draw a crowd and for the sake of diminishing the crowd by saying something that people don't like. Who Jesus? I said, who Jesus? But his delight or her delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the word of God, do this man, this woman meditate day and night. And as a result of being committed to the word, meditating the word night and day, day and night, God made a promise. Look at the next verse. He shall be like a tree. Who shall be like a tree? The man who don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in in the seat of the scornful. That don't join in with the popular culture if the culture is a culture that is anti-Christ. God said that person will walk in the blessings of God. God said that whatever that person will do, that it'll prosper. Can somebody say amen to this truth? And so we see three things here. We see that uh, this man, this person who practiced these things in Psalms 1 through 3, that this person will be blessed. That this person will operate in the power of God. And my, do this world need some men and women walking around and demonstrating and manifesting the power of God. The world is hungering for somebody who will stand up for righteousness. The world is waiting for somebody to say no. So that they will know that it is possible to say no to wrong, to say no to sin, to say no to the devil. Glory to God. And the only way we can do that, we must be fully convinced, fully persuaded about the things of God. Is is this good? Is this blessing anybody at all? Now, let's close out. Let's go back to Romans chapter four. And let's be finished tonight with this booster shot. Romans chapter 4, verse number 21. Look at this again. Ready? Let's read together. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. When you're persuaded, it means that you have a change of mind based upon information or influence or evidence. There are certain things that you have to engage in to become fully persuaded. And I'm going to take precept upon precept. Tonight, I've already shared with you that one of the things that you have to do to become fully persuaded, fully confident in what God has said, you have to guard your heart. So that means you, you can't allow just anybody to say anything around you. You can't be engaged in just anything. You're guarding your heart. And you have to be willing to lose friends. Oh, can you handle this? You have to be willing to lose popularity. And here's my position. I'd rather be popular with God than to be popular with you. If that means being popular with you, I am not popular with God. Because the word of God says that if we be willing and obedient, if we'll do what God has commanded us to do, he said that we would walk in the blessings of God. And a major key 
and walking in the blessings of God in the year 2022 is being confident, being fully persuaded that what God said, he's well able to bring it to pass in your life. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.